0: Hello and welcome to TNWKS, the Now We Know show, the show where we discuss a topic of interest and by the end we will have learnt something new and hopefully you will too. I'm Zach.
1: I'm Buzz and we have back in the studio... Sarah. Sarah. Sarah Downing is back in the studio, our specialist. what are we going to talk about today? Yes, Sarah, what have you come in to talk to us about?
2: Coming to talk about
1: the Beast of Bodmin Moor. The Beast. The Beast. The Beast of Bodmin Moor. There's a movie quote there.
0: If you enjoy the Now We Know Show podcast, support Zachwell Productions on Patreon or join our members on YouTube for early access, ad-free content and exclusive episodes.
1: I would have thought that most people have, in the UK have heard of the Beast of Bodmin Moor because the tales of the beast go back quite some time. Hmm. So I'm going to start off there. Where does it stem from?
2: Okay, uh, the first reported sighting were about 1976. Um, yeah, so early nineteen seventies.
1: Okay, hmm. so it's not a story. Yeah, you, know, you think of the beast. It's not something like the black dog or something like, that. like it's, some kind no, of demonic thing. It's not something that goes back centuries that, that is kind of being hooked onto the the modern day beast of Bodmin Moor. It's it's literally the beast of Bodmin Moor. Yeah, is um, from the seventies. Yeah, the,
2: yeah. The first sighting was nineteen seventy eight. Okay, um, farmer. Claim to have seen a, a large sort of black cat. So, killing
1: right. a
0: sheep. Right. so it's kind of like, so a, yeah. so so like a
1: panther-like From the beginning, we're talking thing. big cats. Yes. Right.
0: We know some people that like big cats.
1: Yes, we do. Several people. Several people. And uh, so The Beast is a great thing. The Beast of, of Bodmin, Bodmin. Moor. It's a great Good title. Name. Good, Good name. name. <laughs> so this has been fascinating the general public and the media for obviously decades. Yes. So what do we know about this? Um...
2: Yeah, it's generally thought to be sort of like a puma or sort of puma-like mm-hmm. animal, um, which usually sort of quite large. It's larger than anything we would have had native mm. na- in this country. It's certainly that's one one of the theories, that it was a remnant of sort of a big cat that was here historically. But other than the what least... you mean
1: uh, historically, as in actually lived yeah, in the British yeah, Isles? As,
2: yeah, as a native um which we still have sort of Scottish
1: wildcats. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that we've got Scottish wildcats, which that uh, they are very much a protected yeah, species at the, the moment species. Cause they they they've started to accidentally interbreed with domestic cats. Yeah, yeah. and which I causing I've, a lot of problems, actually. Yeah, I've it? read that that's had an offshoot. Maybe you can fill me in on this. I, I read a, one article which said that, uh, and I can't think of the name of it, they've got a name for this offshoot from the Scottish wildcats and the domestic cats, which is a... Bigger than a domestic cat, bigger, but it's also dark in its fur. I'm in mm-hmm. Scotland and there's a name for it, I can't think what it is. I can't remember
0: because.
1: Sort kind of like a lasset or something. It's kind of like a mutation between the two, which people think mm. they've seen.
0: Anyway, of Bodmin Moor. Yes. Um, yes,
2: yeah, so there's been about sort of 40 sightings or so since the first one. That's mm-hmm. a decent um, amount.
1: I and mean, what, what do you think? It seems that Bodmin Moor is renowned for. Hikers, rambler's these days probably wild campers and all the rest of it. Um, that it's so elusive that, that nobody's actually like. Again, we've been, we've talked about uh, the British Bigfoot. We've talked about Dogman. We've talked yes. about you know all sorts of cryptozoology and a, and a and cat bump, that is yeah. kind of the size, as you describes as a, 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 a panther. Did you say um, puma? Puma. No. Um, you would think that perhaps you'd see that more. Mm.
2: Um, I mean, most animals are pretty elusive anyway, Mm -hmm. Um, unless they're habituised to humans and they're used to being around people, most animals will actually run away if they see or send
1: They they see humans as a threat rather than a prey animal. Mm. Yeah,
2: Um, I think probably, big cat-wise, the only, well, apart from maybe lions that are used to people, I know cougars will take people as well, but...
1: That's... Aren't they women that are over 45? No, oh, good grief. Oh, good grief. What? Different type of cougar. Different type of <laughs> Isn't it a lot
0: more plausible, though, that it could be this kind of escaped animal or something and not this kind of supernatural kind of spirit that we've kind of talked about with these yeah, type some, of thing Because some, some
1: people have sort of thrown in the hat that it's not uh, a physical thing, that it's, again, it's a supernatural, supernatural creature. supernatural
0: thing. Whereas I think it's probably more plausible. I think it's more plausible to the, be. Uh, it's actually an, actual an actual thing. Actual yeah.
1: big cat. The am I right? Thinking was it about nineteen seventy six? They brought in laws about the ownership and selling of exotic pets in the UK. Yeah,
2: the uh, Dangerous Wild Animals Act came into effect in nineteen seventy six, which yeah put legislation in place on sort of how our animals could be protected. so kept. Um, when I did about it at uni, we saw videos of. Large cats kept in like large dog crates with the door held shut with a clothes peg.
1: Oh, that's ridiculous. Which <laughs> well, I can I, see
2: how things would escape.
1: Because of my age, being a bit older, I kind of have a recollection that even places like Harrods used to sell exotic pets.
2: Yeah, um, um, I did work experience at a wolf centre, and the guy who ran it, his first two wolves he had, were advertised in the back of an Avian magazine.
1: Now, were Um, these the wolves
0: that you mentioned that were in American Wolf in London?
2: Yes.
1: Wow, you've been (laughs) hobnobbing with the stars of of one of our favourite movies.
2: Um, Yeah, his girlfriend at the time kept the wolves in her flat in London (laughs) for a
1: while. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, (laughs)
2: what? (laughs) This is
1: crazy stuff. No way. Um,
2: Yeah, so, and that was all perfectly Uh, legal at that point.
1: Um, And you got to work with them, did you? Yeah. Were were uh, they particularly...
2: Two wolves, I believe, died by the time I did the work experience there, but right. they had sort of uh, about seven wolves uh-huh. at the centre, which unfortunately is shut down now. But, um,
1: so what did... The, I want to jump forward to those wolves. <laughs> what I wanted to ask you was when you actually uh, interacted with those wolves, were they kind of more domesticated? Were they used to they, human they were interactions? Used, yeah, they
2: were used to people. Okay. Um, I had to do a minimum three weeks experience so that I could go in the... Mm-hmm. enclosures with the wolves um they used to do meet and greets with members of the public the so wolves would be on chains and you could mm-hmm. so wow go, so they used to do walks with yeah, you um, don't really imagine that so now do you, you
1: going forward to what i was about to say when you say it closed down did it close down because the last of the wolves passed away or i mean what did um, they do with the wolves
2: the, the wolves i believe went to the anglian wolf center right um but just before i started work experience there. The, the gentleman who set it all up who owned the wolves passed away right um i actually went along to his funeral as part of that oh, bless. he was involved with the, all the local hunt and had wolves and yeah he's
1: so i suppose in that instance going back to that uh, legislation that, that was uh, brought out in 76 that if you're a pet owner and you suddenly realize that there's too many hoops to jump through because you've got this exotic pet and you decide you're just gonna let it go if you had something such as one of those wolves, because they're quite used to human interaction, mm. you'd expect that they'd actually maybe even seek out and come close to humans.
2: Yes. Um,
1: Whereas we're not getting that kind of thing with the beast of more, no, are we? No,
2: no. So uh, probably had fairly limited um, contact with humans. Although, saying that, they're probably... Because, um, well, one of the r- potential causes of the existence of Beast of Bodmin Moor is um, in... Actually, I, it was sort of around about the time of the first sighting. Right. Um, a woman owned a zoo down in... I think it was Plymouth, somewhere on the south coast, and her zoo had to shut down, probably for...
0: Mm-hmm.
2: ..sort of the introduction of the, the new legislation, and her five pumas were supposed to be transferred to a zoo in Devon, Right, only two turned up. Oh, Oh, they had apparently three escaped en route, and then that's when you see the first sighting.
0: Were they ever found? Do you know Uh, anything about that?
2: I don't believe they were ever found, so So that's potential. But I believe there was a breeding pair amongst those three
1: because that's that's where I was going to go. So there is the potential there. (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to say because if you've got the the beast of Bobby Moor, this wild cat, um, you know, large feline predator. If it was first spotted, did you say 1976 or 78? Uh,
2: 78. 78.
1: So a couple of years after that legislation came in, mm. the same cat wouldn't be around now, would it? No, no definitely not. You know, they, I don't know what they're like. Do you know what their lifespan um, is? I'm
2: Not actually sure what the lifespan yeah, is. You know, um, yeah. With most animals, it's usually longer in captivity than in the wild. Mm-hmm. So, mm.
1: but you've got yes. um, you've got obviously weather conditions and things. Because would a, would a cat like that be used to or to survive um, through the winter period?
2: is yeah. a sort of a, a jungle cat
1: but I mean there are some cats that live in snow line and, and live in the snow mm. but yes uh,
2: yeah. um,
1: but I suppose they could adapt yeah yeah
2: I'm... and we
1: don't get really heavy winters I mean you would have, if we had a heavy winter through through the 70s we had a couple of good old hits of weather I'm sure um, yeah. but obviously uh, cats yeah know they can take cover mm. there's plenty of probably uh, areas of that can you could disappear into in in, in the, the moorland down down that way. Mm. Yeah. Mm, fascinating. I mean, even so you like
2: buildings could probably offer yeah. shelter. Well yeah. there would yeah. be a
1: lot of old uh, farm buildings and things, wouldn't yes. there? So on that point,
0: yep. What would this big cat eat or seek to eat?
2: Um it will be livestock so livestock. Just sheep, okay. um deer, wild well, deer certainly.
0: Mm.
2: Um I would imagine probably rabbits occasionally if they can catch them but wouldn't provide a full meal they'd need to
1: yeah I, 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 I did a little bit of research <laughs> okay so I, I don't know what, what maybe you may can feed back to me on this but on the on the eating side of things yeah. deer especially because that would be their main natural mm,
0: and they're quite prevalent well, i mean
1: uh yeah i think statistics that i read said that if you had a wild big cat population in the uk you'd need to, for, to sustain breeding, etc., cetera, et cetera, and territory, mm. uh, because they usually roam around, is it about 50, uh, this was in kilometers, so about 50 square kilometers would be a territory for a big cat. But they said that in the whole of the UK, because there are sightings of big cats all over the UK, aren't yes. it, would be about 300 big cats in the UK. Mm. In comparison, because you know me, I'm, I'm Mr. Deer, I love my deer, I'm always out deer spotting. Wait, are you a big cat? No, I'm not a big cat, but I, love, <laughs> I, I, I really like deer, you see, and I'm always yeah. tracking the, the, the biggest um, species of deer yeah, in, in our the, county uh, to see if they're moving and around. Yeah. And uh, you've got about a population at the moment of around 2 million deer in the UK, mm. so th- if you had a population of 300 big cats, they'd have plenty to, f- to feed off of on yeah. that. Uh, Interesting enough on the livestock side of it, again, not saying that they don't take livestock, but I read an article where a farmer felt that his livestock were being attacked by a big cat mm-hmm. or possible, um, you know, wild dog or something like that. Species unknown. A species unknown. But he'd found carcasses. And so what he did was he dipped half his flock in um, some uh, chemicals or something. To do with their fleeces i can't remember exactly what but the other half he didn't and the ones that he dipped mm. and disinfectant yeah, there he was a disinfectant he used on them and they weren't touched when the other ones were and then when he dipped the lot that he went down and right. it, and speaking speaking with uh big cat experts he said because it's that chemical smell they reckon the cats would only attack livestock if their normal prey such as the deer are scarce in the area or the time mm. of the year because you know winter time you still have a lot of livestock that go out mm. but the chemical smell put the, whatever was killing of,
0: them did that mask it or yeah
1: it seemed like it was a deterrent that the, the, whatever was attacking Probably the sheep
0: just didn't
2: associate that smell with prey with prey so. and then
1: you mentioned about the rabbits in between times they called that well, this uh, big cat expert said that that's their snacking food Yeah, you know small is <laughs> like snacks whereas uh, if they take a deer down that will give them, like, you know, they'll they'll come back to that carcass yeah. <laughs> over a period of a few days. That'll last them for a good period.
0: So, so. how big is a puma? That's a
1: good question, and that was a, what I was going to ask Sarah as well. Uh, for the listening public out there, we keep mentioning puma, but can we kind of like, maybe describe what Panthery, ca- leopard type uh, thing. I
2: think one of the recent sightings said it, um, they'd seen sort of a large cat, sort of a about sort of four foot
1: okay okay um, what, what is the natural size of a, of a puma and how do you measure it is it nose to tip of the tail or, or um,
2: I believe it's usually nose to tail um right. I'm not actually sure how big a puma is certainly sort of size of a mm. sort of grown adult easily I wouldn't mm-hmm.
1: and how would that go with I mentioned the word the word panther has been sort of thrown out there as well so mm. Uh, because the, the, the sightings, are they, am I right in saying that they tend to be of black cats?
2: Yeah, usually black cats. I think there's been a few sightings that have sort of, people thought were sort of more tawny.
1: Sort of like lynx style colours. Yeah, but
2: it's usually bigger than uh, what lynx, a lynx would yeah. be. So, I'm.
1: Um... Again, another statistic, I'm jumping <laughs> yeah, with statistics, is <laughs> that over a period of a year, because they do get reported all the time, Yeah. about 80% describe them as being large black cats. Yeah, like. no,
0: which is probably wha- where and the other twenty percent continuation to the describe lynx
1: size hmm. coloured cats. So, so so is a panther bigger than a like a puma? Puma, that's the word I'm looking for.
2: Um, I believe so. I'm not a, a great expert on big cats. Cause it's not something I come into contact with in my day job. Yes. Um, <laughs> well
1: as far as far <laughs> yes
2: that's far.
1: Um, but you are an expert when it comes to tracking these things and keeping up to speed with them and that's why we've got you in <laughs> so with, with the uh, sightings where are we at i mean is there is there any chance that somebody's ever going to actually definitively get one of these on film or camera you know be out there video yeah. is there a, it's a concern for wild campers out there that they could suddenly get attacked in the night um there's
2: certainly been some sightings sort of this year. Right. Really? Yes. Oh, uh, wow. One was uh, in, I think it was April or May. Uh, yeah, sort of mid-April, Maren recorded Well, wow, that. that's
1: really recent. Yeah. Because yeah. we literally um, only just come out of May. Definitely on topic. Yeah, on topic.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, and with
1: that down at Bob Moore area.
2: Yes, um, I found a video online. Oh, um, right. shows a Describe it to us. Um, it kind of looked... Bigger than a house cat but the tail was a lot longer right mm. um he apparently showed it to his friend who sort of knows big cats and they thought it was a jaguarundi which is a south american jungle cat right okay um yeah so
1: it, would, would you know that if obviously we've mentioned a few names of different types of cats that possibly mm. could be in the uk is it known what jumps in my mind is you know what a liger is Yes. Yeah, so it's a cross between a tiger and a lion. Yes. So is it possible you could get into into breeding with different breeds or are they really, really only gonna breed with their own
2: Um most sort of um crosses like like the liger and that, they are actually sterile, the offspring. Right. Um because they're they're not natural. Um I was just wondering if
1: we could we might be seeing sort of like some hybridized cat. So it's you know, it's neither looking quite like one or quite like the other. It's like Jurassic Park. Life
0: <laughs> finds a way.
1: Life <laughs> finds a way. We do like our movie quotes. We do.
0: Um,
2: I suppose most things you can't rule out crossbreeding. Uh, I mean, they are. Female, That's why we but, need to find
0: listen.
2: one. We're
1: going to do a, mo- a, a Now We Know show live from... Bodmin Moor. Yeah, one of these
0: days we're actually going to get out somewhere yeah. and have some
1: really yeah, good fun. Yeah, okay. We could all take our lavoues and like lavoue fest, fest on Double the Moor. Night vision goggles. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Very good. Um. We can stake Sarah out. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's <laughs> <our>. <laughs> oh no! Just put your sheepskins on you. <laughs>
0: Say bah. just just just, bah.
1: Ho- just just hollow, hollow, Holla. If you see you anything, Hoop twice like a barn, <laughs> like once like brown now. Sorry, Sarah, uh, we got off track a little bit there.
2: So you're apologising for staking me
1: out for a <laughs> 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 Well, I quite envisaged it quite that way, but obviously you if did, you would... see,
0: that's how it, 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 it did came out. Like it, it
1: did sound I like that. I was thinking more of like Jurassic Park, you know, you got the. What well, <laughs> the, the, the goat or the tether? I'm just actually you know, I'm I'm not sure
0: if that's better or worse.
1: <laughs> so, like staking it out on the ground. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. It's all got to be wrong. It man. has. It really has. <laughs> okay.
2: Right. <laughs> back back on back track. Um, yes. Yeah, so and then April so, and then I believe it was May. Someone found some hares on a fence next to um, a field where some
1: the notorious sheep hairs. had
2: been sort of slaughtered. Right. And that DNA has come back as large cats
1: Ooh. Right. Um, and a specific breed?
2: Uh, the article I read, they didn't say um, but the people a, that put it in for DNA testing are actually filming a documentary at right. the
0: moment. So, so that, so, and that was I 100%
1: positive? No,
2: that was 100% positive for Big Cat. Right. But so,
1: that's pretty conclusive. Uh, that's conclusive. Which leads me, for somebody like myself who, who's out in the countryside and likes my tracking, and obviously you are there as well, Obviously, we we see tracks. Yes. So, have we not got any evidence of actually seeing large paw prints anywhere? Um, or or could obviously, cats mark their territory by scratching and also urinating. So, I mean, and we learnt that uh, from the cats episode we did. Yeah, a few it might back. it might not be. Uh, as every, I mean, yeah, if you could if you could get a sample of fresh urine, if you could see a, at a distance some cat marking its territory. But yeah. what's more likely to happen is you'd see trees and places that are. Being continually marked on a cat's territory? Mm. Yeah, have we not got any evidence um, on that? I
2: don't think any recent investigations have been done. Um, the Ministry of Agriculture, Fisheries and Foods did one in
1: 1995. Um, okay, well, that's quite a while ago.
2: Yeah, um, well before sort of DNA testing and that. They didn't find any conclusive proof. Of big cats being present in the area, but they didn't find anything to rule out the presence. Right, it's so. <laughs> a bit Ooh. ambiguous. Isn't it? Yeah, but some, I yeah, mean, you you
1: yourself deal with uh, having to deal with samples that go off for DNA testing, don't you?
2: Yes. Um,
1: so, that, is well, it something that anybody can get done these days?
2: Um, but, yeah, there are online services. I think they have sort of they compare it to sort of animal DNA that they've got right, on record. On so record. I suppose they um, all the kits I... Deal with our sort so uh, of that would sort of that maybe would species.
1: would that maybe would answer a question that yes, it's big cat, but we don't have any specific breed of big cat yeah. that we can t- nail this down to.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting with this because obviously there is evidence to suggest that there is something there.
1: I would definitely say it's pretty so there conclusive, is there is, is a there is
0: a beast. Yeah. You got Bob memoir yeah. It's not in question. It, yeah. There uh, is uh, one, unlike
1: the other. Cryptozoology things yeah, that we've like discussed, big things. Uh, and the Dog Man, which are all you know. There's evidence. And well, there's some very strong evidence pointing yeah. towards these things, but a lot of it can be so circumstantial or a lot of it can be just, you know, is that a mistaken... Like like Glenn said, you know, you can look at a log in the dark mm. and think that something's staring at you out of the yeah. bushes and it's actually a tree stump, you know.
2: Mm. I've done plenty of newt surveys where I'm looking into a pond and thinking, is that a newt? and waiting for it to move and then discovered it's a leaf. There's
1: an elf <laughs> under the water <laughs> with um, a lantern. <laughs> no, don't go near it, Sarah. <laughs> don't follow the <laughs> lights. Don't follow the lights, no. Yeah, so,
2: um, <laughs> yeah things
1: can look like mm. I mean well this is a good yeah. point I mean you've been an ecologist now for for many many years yes. uh, and you spend a lot a huge amount of your time compared to most people out in the countryside all different uh, weather conditions all times of the year and especially late at night and in the early mornings mm. so you know you think if anybody's going to see something out of the norm it's going to be you. So have you have you seen anything that's made you suspicious that you might have seen something to um, do with uh, a, a, an animal that you didn't expect to see in the wild, or uh, anything like that?
2: No, I, I haven't come across anything. Um, I remember speaking to someone on a survey. I can't remember who it was. And they were saying they were out doing a survey, got out. Dog wouldn't get out the car. I think that was the, the, Yeah, that, 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 that
1: actually is an area we haven't discussed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um,
2: I, I believe there had been a big cat sighting in the area uh, close uh, uh, to that
1: time. Do, do you know where this area was? Um,
2: I can't remember. It was right. quite so, Was it our ago, part so. of the
1: country? or?
2: Um, I really
1: can't. Uh, like, really
2: so can would that be to say. do
1: with well, like that's the it, dog consensus? sense yeah, I mean, things? Yeah, because uh, that's, what what, what, that's one thing that I, I've read up on, that, of course, humans are really kind of blinkered to what's going on around them Mm. you know every day people especially these days with mobile phones or joggers with headphones on and things they don't they don't see what tunnel vision don't see what's right next to them what's coming up behind them or anything like that i can be down by my little river bank down by the brook and have people walking past completely oblivious that yeah. there was a man it's, standing there is quite watching funny. them and they don't notice and I'm down there having a coffee uh, you know my enjoying my time, yeah. time and they, d- they just walk past and don't notice you know this, this big lump of a man sitting there <laughs> and you think well this is it but but what I do notice when people walk past and they've got the dogs with them the dogs pick up on me straight away and they're like looking looking and, and the yeah. owners are just like, come on come on because they're not interested in what the dog's looking look at, at. Yeah. Um, and that's the point the, the, the pets are the ones that start acting weird.
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, as humans, we only sort of take in about 10% of our surroundings. We take in more when we first go to a new area. Mm-hmm. And then after that, our brains are more sort of comparing us to what was there. Um, there's a really interesting experiment. You'll probably find the videos online. Um, they asked an audience to count how many baskets somebody, that one team made during a netball match. Oh, right, I was well, thinking we can yeah, a killer wicker basket. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. And then <laughs> we them afterwards, how many you saw the gorilla? And they are all, what gorilla? guy in the gorilla suit oh. walked on and shoot a couple of baskets and nobody had seen him because they that were all busy counting. Didn't register wow. at all. Wow. And it didn't register at all. What so, an interesting experiment.
0: Yeah.
1: Um.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, as you say, we pay very little attention Sentent to what's t- around us.
1: Um, so. And maybe that's because we live in what we would consider a- everyday a very safe environment. Yes. As creatures, we don't go through our daily lives worrying that there's a predator that that might suddenly. Yeah, and we've kind of against. lost
0: that kind. We've of... lost that
1: instinct. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and but obviously, even domestic pets still hold on to some of that. Whether it be a cat, and they they they're listening and picking up yeah. on the rustling of of mice in the mm. bushes or birds flying around, they keep their eye on them, and they've got that natural hunting instinct. Wow, well, but you... we kind of mm. kind of. Well, you
0: say that. A bit dead you, in the water. You say, well, you say, well, talking about water, I kind of get that when I go into the sea for uh, wild swimming yeah. and I can't see,
1: yeah. like, the bottom. I remember when <laughs> Did I that took, sense? Yeah, we went down to uh, south... We were on the south coast of Cornwall, yeah. weren't we? And there was one... you have just reminded of that time when we went out into some deep water. Okay, because we do coastal swimming. Hmm. So we're in our wetsuits and we've got our drag floats with us. And I'm not going off topic too much, but...
0: I mean, that, on, that, I mean that, it is on topic.
1: That... That kind of sixth sense of being aware of what's around you. Mm. Now, I've swum in deep water before. And knowing that I think there's been more shark reports in the UK in recent years of sharks that we don't normally have in our waters. Mm. But usually around the the South Coast, around Cornwall, you have small sharks. Nothing that's really going to attack a person. You get basking sharks, which, which are more put off well, by swimmers than, yeah. than, 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 than we should be worried about the basking shock. Um, but that was the thing. We were in that deep water. It was quite choppy at the time. It was quite it? choppy. We were riding the waves and then you come down and you're under the water. So you suddenly you've gone under the water, you've got your dive mask on and you've got a range because of the, the silt that was in the water. Mm, you've got yeah. a range probably about 20 to 30 feet before it then just blankets out into this nothingness, nothingness blue. And it's that point is when your mind starts to race and you think that something could come out yeah. of that balloon. And there's literally nothing, nothing you can do. Because you're there. You're this this little ape that's, that's yeah. out of your natural environment yeah. bobbing about in the water and like if something big comes yeah. towards you. Well, that's you, the thing. I don't
0: necessarily think of like a shark yeah, in that
1: scenario. I just think of just like a big oh, mouth or something. You're, you're thinking of the beast. The, the beast, beast the, the beast, beast from 20,000 20, fathoms. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you're right. But if you, for example, if you're up in Scotland, it wouldn't be out of, uh, out of sorts to actually see killer whales mm. in the north of Scotland if you were out the, around the islands and places yeah. like that. So once um, oh, prime, that's it. your primeval self mm. starts to kick in in those instances. And as a climber and you're a climber, yeah. If I'm climbing and I've got my climbing gear on and I'm tethered and I know that I'm safe and everything's yeah. on and I've got my uh, anchor points and everything, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, abseiling, like, you know, I could be abseiling off two hundred foot cliff somewhere, and it doesn't really phase me because I know, mm. in my mind, boom, we're good, we're safe. But if I walk up to that cliff with no safety harnesses on. I ima- immediately get, the get that wobbles of my, my sixth sense is telling me this is a danger zone, don't. go yeah. in And that's probably, with human beings, that's probably why horror movies do so well yeah. when it comes to the night. Yeah, and darkness. Darkness, that's definitely... because that's probably the only realm... Because you don't know what what is... That's the only realm these days yeah. where people really do feel out their comfort zone mm. because naturally, primordially... You know, from that primal time of living there and being cave dwellers, the night it has the predators mm. that you can't see. Mm. And that's why horror films, I think, do so well on that, because they play on those jump those scares fears, yeah. and the fears that were there. So it's, it's the, going back to on topic with the, the animals, they still, even though domesticated, they still have those heightened senses a lot more than a lot of the onions do Mm. so yeah why is my dog acting weird what's going on here because there's a
0: giant puma over there
1: but but we've had that because am i right in recalling when we did uh uh about what is a ghost with um mickey Mickey balden um again i'm sure in that podcast we covered that animals household pets can react to things you know be staring at a staircase or yeah, you know, what's going on yeah you know. type of thing yeah. so who, you, know, you don't know exactly what, what triggers these senses mm. even in a domestic pet but yeah, you know, we're well, coming back onto the topic of the big mm. cats that's something that you as you said sarah that can pick up on things yeah
2: um yeah um, yeah Every, pretty much everything you, you said you, you know a, a night vision compared to like a dog is Oh. I say that, our senses compared
1: to a dog, Oh, yeah, we're dumb, dumb creatures that are basically cannon fodder if we were out in the Don't, wilds. Oh,
0: no.
1: <laughs> I mean, this is true. I mean, you know, you get people that... Uh, but that's, uh, that's kind of been bred out of us in, in where we live. Right. And that's why I think when you're going out and you're, you're, you're hikers, you know, you're hiking across Bodmin Moor. Mm-hmm. Most of them are wearing their high-vis yeah. cagoules and stomping around. Any wildlife is gone you know, yeah. it's gone, and it's not going to go There's near. There's no you.
0: subtlety to it. No all. subtlety
1: to it, and, and which is a bit of a shame because a lot of the time people go out and they go, ah, oh, I want to enjoy nature. I want to see nature. I want to sit on a rock experience and experience it. And they just looking back going, I ain't coming anywhere (laughs) near you, mate. Danger, danger. Danger. It's probably one of those reasons why, you know, a lot of people say to me, why are you always walking around in camo? And it's because I kind of like... It's immersion. I just, uh, you know, I just disappear into the background when I'm in the woods because that's when I know that I just have to sit up against a tree and within five, ten minutes, anything that's nearby has forgotten Mm -hmm. I'm there. Yeah. You know, but I'm not sitting there in my bright orange cagoule. Mm. You know, or we've been spotted a with my blue pop-up tent next to me or something like yeah. that you know it doesn't but, have
2: to just be camouflaged as long as you don't look human shaped yeah
1: that's why i say if you lean against a tree <laughs> yeah. you become part of the tree mm. yeah and uh, but not saying that other human beings that live on our planet don't have far more heightened uh, senses than than we do because they're living in Jungle conditions, you know, South America, out in the Polynesian Islands, yes. yeah. Africa. Or, or they've got risk know.
2: of larger predators. Yeah, like of well. course. Yeah. The Hads
1: a tribe that are nomadic in Africa. You know, they hunt and they walk literally through prides of lions and things. But yeah. the lions have associated them with, well, no, we, we don't really want to take them on because they've got spears and things. They, we, they see them, like you say, humans as not a prey item. But doesn't mean a hungry lion or a hungry animal of any sort is mm. going to... You know and what happened with the, the um, uh, thinking of North with America when you when we, we get all the people travelling over from Europe to America and then starting to go out into the far reaches to to work their way across the states. I'm hmm. to, the pioneers is the word I'm looking for. Are. And of course, you get to the winter time and they're being taken out by packs of wolves and everything because they're easy yeah. prey, aren't they? Mm, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, so we've got our puma or panther or whatever. And I'm assuming, Sarah, that it's the reason we don't see it. It's a combination of our dull senses. The fact that we stomp around, making so much noise and being very mm. visual. Um, and obviously, they're just naturally great at being elusive and camouflaging the environment. Yeah, yep, Would that, would that yep, really that, sum up why yep, we're not seeing it? I mean, it's very hard to see something that's black in darkness. Well, well this <laughs> is true. But, you, yeah, I mean, if it's staying undercover during the day, but you do get that kind of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? And this is stupid because I should know this. Animals that act uh, active both at dusk and at dawn. Um, uh, they're, they're...
0: Crepuscular. There's, crepuscular, yes. that's the word. That was the word of the week one time. It was the
1: word yes. of the week. I do love that word. Let's <laughs> all say <laughs> it together. You know, one, two, three. Crepuscular. crepuscular. Yeah, so you get... And I would have thought that a big cat hunting and everything is going to probably use those as the prime time. Yes. And, definitely. and if you've ever been out and about in the woods, especially any environment where the background is all... Broken up mm. through bushes, trees, rocks, grasses, yeah. and I things. Mean, at that time, our human eyes at night is really just—it's just just, hard to focus on anything. Yeah. Really, you could literally walk past a big cat probably. Mm. It's just, and you wouldn't notice. Yeah, you know?
0: it's so easy to lose yourself in so, a dark yeah. forest.
1: So I'm not surprised. Although, again, going back back to the original sightings, uh, you would have had way, way, way less people out on those moors back in the 70s you know yeah. compared to today hmm. so i uh, have as your research Sarah, Has that's shown an increase of sightings over the years
2: um there's not sort of any sort of statistics on sort of the number of sightings sort of by year there's just sort of a general mm-hmm. sighting sort number of sightings um but yeah there's the statistics on that would be quite interesting yeah i'm kind things. of
1: comparing but it to the loch ness monster you know yeah. you, you see the 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 uh, mythology of the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, um, and there was that uh, was, it, was he a saint or just a monk that went out onto Loch Ness to banish the serpent monster from the loch and cast holy water into the loch because there was a there was a, a monster in the loch. Oh, no, I think
0: we're gonna have to do a yeah, Loch Ness,
1: Ness monster podcast. Ness. I'm, I'm, dra- I'm pr- pulling this out of the back of my mind, um, and then that's kind of the beginnings of of the mythology of the Loch Ness monster. Mm. But of course, as we come through the years, then the sightings. Is that like that famous photo which i think has been debunked uh was that in the early 30s or 40s i think i
0: saw it on the tv earlier
1: yeah. today uh did you really yeah, yeah it was. Uh, that, but but then as we come along you get a lot more sightings yeah and i suppose now we're living in an age where technology everybody, everybody's got a camera a video camera in their pocket things like that you kind of it's expect, so much easier you kind of expect to see an upsurge and as i say there's more people going out into the countryside yeah. But then, of course, a big cat out of probably all creatures is the one that's going to be the most adept at disappearing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, but also, part of it could be people seeing what they expect to see. If it's just... Cause mm. you, I mean, general household cat,
1: mm-hmm.
2: still mostly sort of...
1: And again, perspective. Just, yeah. I mean, you you guys have been going out on the reptile sub, uh, surveys, yeah? Yeah. And you were saying that uh, you pulled out this... Wonderful bit of kit for getting the oh ray, the, yeah, look, the the frenzic, fr- frenzy graph. Yeah but, yeah, but that was that was so you can get the right um, scale. scale to what you're looking yeah. at. And again, that's the problem if you get uh, just a bit of video or a, or a photograph. Yeah. There's nothing to scale. Yeah. Yes, and uh,
2: um, but I mean, also there's a lot more exotic sort of. Domestic cat breeds as well, so you could get something that doesn't yeah. look like a standard house cat that is still a domestic cat. Mm. It's not yeah. potentially a, a, a big cat. A big cat, but yeah. from a distance, it might look that you know, even though it's a small cat, you might yeah. think, well, it's further away than it is.
1: My advice to anybody listening to this: that if you're out and you you suddenly, if you, I mean, it's not so easy if you're doing it by yourself. But if you're out and about and you've got people around you and you think that you are seeing a big cat. Or something unusual. Yeah. Dogman or whatever. Mm. um, Get somebody to run in front of the camera... So so you've got some kind of scale because that's the problem with all these videos. They never put any kind of scale reference. Have you seen that picture? I think it's just stand there while Dogman walks up behind you. It was like uh, (laughs) uh, just just stay there. there. It's all right. (laughs) It actually
0: reminds me. Do you remember the Land of the Lost? (laughs) Buzz said to do this. Land of the Lost. They had a bit with the T Rex. They did. They tried to do that to take a picture. It's like quickly stand in front of the camera whilst the T Rex -rex is running running
1: towards them. (laughs) I need it for scale.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That brought up a picture that I saw on Facebook of like a a fossilised kind of ancient turtle that had obviously been... Bitten by like a megalodon or something. Oh yes, yes. And then it had a man lying where this bite mark was, and it said like Rodrigo for scale. <laughs>
1: Rodrigo for scale. <laughs> <laughs> I just really really funny. Rodrigo has got his place in history now. Yeah. <laughs> Rodrigo, is that where we, we measure the megalodon's jaw bite size by, Rodrigo? How many Rodrigos? <laughs> how many Rodrigos fit <laughs> in this? But <place?
2: laughs> is there any record of how tall Rodrigo?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It's a standard unit of measurement. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's a Rodrigo. <laughs> One Rodrigo. Yeah. <laughs> Two Rodrigos. <laughs> yes, we're gonna to have to in- introduce using Rodrigos yeah, now.
0: That's interesting because we're t- obviously talking about Beast of Bodmin Moor. Yep. That brings me back to a piece of creative writing I did. I think it's for English language or something that was based upon the Beast of Bodmin Moor. Oh yes. And I think I'm not sure if I mentioned this in a previous episode, but well, reminders, ha- reminders. Um, I had to write um, based upon like a certain scenario, a short story of an encounter with the aforementioned beast of bodmin moor right and i believe from what i can recall of it it was a reporter in a car going to research the beast of bodmin moor was driving along a road and then this creature came out onto the road and subsequently what ensued after that i can't
1: remember but, <laughs> yeah, oh, but yes oof, that, that, fail <laughs> i mean you that say story. that but oh, well, i got a good, 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 good mark i got a mark Good so, um, so, with the the beast of Bobby Moore era, is this a creature that would have a lair, or would it be more nomadic? And if you've got uh, a colony, are oh, we talking? Would you have one male to x amount of females? And if you, if they are obviously having a litter, well, yeah. I mean, how does that all work in this scenario? Because um, we can't be talking seriously about a single. Cat that has been since the 1970s, as no. we've already said. So unless it's you, that supernatural element, you kind of, <laughs> you've kind of got to have this rotation if you've got a breeding, uh, you know, e- uh, ecosystem there where, where yeah. cats are breeding at some point. And I know, obviously, if you if you have a reason, animals have a, a litter of a few.
0: Yeah,
1: it's because not all of them are going to survive. So mm. you kind of kind of wonder why nobody's managed to take a snap of the beast being followed by. Five little other ones. Other beasts. <laughs> you know. yeah. Have we um, got any feedback on that?
2: I mean, I don't know if big cats do, it but certainly a lot of animals will leave their young while they go off hunting. Um, so they would so need
1: some kind of safe lair. N- they then.
2: usually, so sort of, yeah, usually have like a maybe a, a lair for so sort of while they've got young, oh. um, but potentially won't have anything the rest of the time of the year
1: more nomadic
2: yeah so more hmm. nomadic so
1: this is this is kind of a stupid question maybe but for the for those people listening in um, with a big cat would it literally just hunt out somewhere like a, a cave or a, a hollow under a large rock as, as its lair or are they something like I mean the foxes and things dig dig their own um what's the word for a foxhole can't think of Earth earth that's it so foxes will dig out an earth badgers Mm -hmm. will dig out a badger set you know Mm -hmm. and so uh, i don't think cats would do that so we're really talking about an animal that is utilizing its environment
0: yeah Yeah.
1: at specific times of the year but again do you think it would come back to that is it somewhere it would take the prey and you'd find like a small cable somewhere that's then filled with uh, bone litter
2: um i believe most of the time they sort of Eat it in situ, and think, right. I think actually, the only that's time a they good point. Take it no, that's a good point. Hence, hence why you
1: mentioned it. earlier. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned earlier about the discovering, uh, the, carcass. discovering the carcasses. Yes. So they're eating there and then leaving the carcass yes. rather than dragging it away. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, so you wouldn't really therefore expect to find uh, a pile of bones in no, the cave. I mean
2: it, it. I mean all the all the um, sort of things you read. They suggest it's a puma, but. Hunting strategy changes amongst the big cats. I mean, I've mentioned cougar. They will cache kills in trees, out of reach of other prey. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, they do that
1: in Africa, don't they? You get the the the, the leopards and things. They'll, when they make a kill. They will take it up the tree to keep it out of the way of the bigger threats. Because obviously, a leopard is, yeah. is a threat. Uh, is being threatened by lions. Uh, I think even packs of hyenas will attack leopards. Yeah, but so the hens get it up in a tree to try and. Yeah, but away. I suppose if
2: there's no risk of anything else taking its prey, it won't necessarily yeah. need to do that. Do you think so- a
1: big cat like the Beats to Bombing Moor would kind of know by now that it's the predominant predator of the area? I mean, it's it's not ever bumping into anything that's a threat.
2: Um,
1: so therefore, yes, therefore no, it's, it's probably... The alpha a, predator. Yeah, it's the alpha predator. It's probably not even concerned. You know, it can it can move away from the thick Humans so easily, you know, mm. as they're tromping around with their their two double walking sticks, going hey, Look, I'm out of the countryside. <laughs> you know,
0: I'm they're, just, they're just umbrellas without the yeah, yeah, umbrella. Well, yeah, bro- I know,
1: made out of uh, aircraft grade aluminium. Yes. It's the springs that get there. Ergo, like, ergonomic springs to take the shock out of your walking. You know, <laughs> just use a stick. Just use a stick, guys. Come on, <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> if you go walking and you want a walking stick coppice a stick that you can coppice and coppice and coppice and keep coppicing yeah. and doesn't damage the environment you're out in the wild don't take walking sticks that are made from aircraft great aluminium <laughs> and that have been produced by the millions out of a factory belching smoke out of the atmosphere <laughs> so you can go and enjoy your country walk. And you can go and dump it on ben nevis yeah as we pick the debris on <laughs> yeah. the way down to all these flipping Broken walking sticks yeah, that we've. I think
0: we mentioned that in the wild camping episode. Yeah,
1: yeah. Joy of the countryside. Mm. My stick's broken, I'll just leave it here. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Use a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Little ramp there. Use a normal stick. That's what they were created for. <laughs> anyway, yes, yeah, so our, our pumas are being elusive, but they are definitely there. Yeah,
2: it certainly looks like it from the DNA. So,
1: they, yeah, the DNA. So, does that mean that we potentially must have a colony?
2: Um, Not necessarily. A colony, like I say, well, like you mentioned, um, it's been sightings have been going on for a while. So there's, yeah, potentially there's there's been some sort of breeding going on. But
0: but would that, depending if going back to that story of only three escaped, surely there would have to be more that came into the mix. Otherwise, you're going to get a lot of interbreeding, um, and that could obviously cause a lot of genetic problems.
1: Well, yeah, would,
2: well, not probably not for. a generational or, or well,
1: two it, could it throw <laughs> up more rather negative genetic Possibly. mixtures but yeah, you know, as you said nature finds a way <laughs> you know, so if you've got weak weaker ones they're not going to survive but if you've got ones that have oh this has got particular yeah. adaptation
0: and obviously after time speciation can occur and you yeah. become adapted to and to your environment but as well yeah obviously I mean, this is only the 1970s we're talking about yeah. so yeah. yeah i mean
2: just because there was potentially three pumas we know that did escape doesn't mm. mean there hasn't been other escapes or going back to that yeah.
1: legislation if you had a lot of people that uh, have the exotic animals and mm. they go well we can't keep them now I mean what did you you had um not only zoos but remember back in the day we all had circuses that were going around yeah. everywhere which yeah, had wild um, animals that so they had to get rid of them somewhere yeah, or other
2: yeah a lot of the bigger estates used to keep
1: wild yeah animals. yeah um, course.
2: Yeah, one of the Sherlock Holmes novels, the Speckled Band. They had lots of exotic animals yeah, yeah. in the house. Isn't
0: that the one with the snake? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, good one. Snake, I, read, so. I
0: read that. good yeah, cool, one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. um, I'm not familiar. I with that, one. that.
2: Yeah. Um, I believe the character in that he kept monkeys and big cats yeah. on his estate as well. Mm. So, so
0: obviously, yeah, it was so prevalent. This exotic animals that they thought that this bill was necessary. Right. Yeah. So there was. I mean, it was so the Vic- prevalent.
2: Victorians were.
1: Notorious for Notorious
2: for bringing in lots of exotic species. Mm. Um, We've actually got about, well, over 3,000 exotic species in this country that are non-native that have been introduced.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you just need, from from where we are in in Bedfordshire, I mean, you just head down to Elstree. Half an hour down the road, yeah. and and you can't escape the flocks of parakeets that are flying around everywhere. Yeah, um, I know there's that's a just, For me, po- it's kind of like a really weird thing to suddenly see parakeets squawking and flying around. Yeah, yeah well,
2: there's apparently a wild population of grey-necked wallabies in the Midlands somewhere. Oh really? Um, yeah, I have. have, I, have <laughs> a... I
1: have seen. I have seen or or heard of reports uh, over the years of wallabies being loose around Woburn. Um, uh, no, whipsnade. Yeah, because of Zoo. Yeah. because mm. they, they actually used to let them bounce all over the white lion up there. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, the white lion on the side of a Zoo is fenced off, Yeah. but the wallabies had free range to go over all this, and uh, yeah, there have been reports in Astridge Forest mm. that there are wallabies.
0: That, yeah, actually, yeah. you mentioned Woburn, I remember going to Go Ape, and there were like wallabies, like yeah. bouncing yeah, around, they, But they, I did not expect to they, bump into
1: whilst going on Go, they go Ape. They quite free roaming, the wallabies, Yeah. Uh, and I would have thought that was a creature that could pretty much adapt to our... because
0: yeah, oh, initially I thought it was deer, mm. but it wasn't. It was, it was wallaby. I was like, hang on a second. I mean, we, we, we live in... Know,
1: across the, the band of Europe and North America, mm. if you looked at a map where we are, yeah. it, we're in tem- temperate rainforests, aren't we, basically? Mm. So any kind of animal that can adapt to those conditions yeah. through that will allow them to survive through the summer period and the winter period is, mm. is, is, is just going to have a field day. The only difference is in the UK is we don't have any decent-sized forests. Yeah. something like a big cat... And I mean, we do obviously have wild boar back in, I think, Kent and... Uh, where's the other place I'm thinking of? Um, um, down the uh, Ross and wye area, is it? Forest of Dean. Yes. Yeah, yeah they are around. Yeah, so we've got the the, the the wild boar have been introduced into some places. Mm-hmm. But I think people get to see those quite a lot because the wild boar aren't so elusive. They they don't really care, do they, wild boar? No. They'll, they'll, no. they'll chase you off if, if, yeah. if you get to them. Yeah. Yes,
2: I, I remember I'm not sure if someone told me or I read it about joggers
0: being chased by a wild boar. Yeah, so so jog and... wild wow. boar, wild boar. get you motivated in the morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, they should do. You know, you get a zombie run you could get on your phone. Yeah, where you yeah. get chased by zombies, they should do a wild boar one. You know, <laughs> <laughs> <I think> razorback. <laughs> or, yeah, razorback. It could, have, it could have all these exotic animals or you got to get away from. Do you remember? Do you remember oh, the film boar. Is that one? the one? The recent one that I got. Yeah. Yeah, you got to see that. Is it this? This. Hybrid giant wild boar in, mm. in New, uh, Australia, is it? Yeah, yeah, it Australia. it's um, in the Outback, and it's going around just uh, like murdering everybody. Yeah, and this thing is as big as you can imagine a uh, 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 North American bison, it's huge, you know, it's huge, massive big tusks on it. But it is, it's uh, a good movie, it's a really good movie. And they did a really good animatronic wild boar, yeah, you know, the big mm. one, you know, it was a really ugly thing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, you know, I but... mean, just look at the front cover of the. Of the, oh, I'll stick a poster
0: up. I'll stick, yeah, a, poster stick up. a
1: poster up. But uh, yeah, so we do have the wild boar, but they they're, they're not really bothered by humans and more likely to chase you off. But yeah, a big cat, seeing that it's not seeing us as a yeah. as a predatory threat, it's just more slinking off and disappearing. I suppose that's yeah. the thing. Cats can just go low. Any, mm. any any I would imagine any grass that's what your height's here of a, a waist height.
2: Yeah, so waist height. Uh, a it's going to be easy. lost.
1: Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think therefore, if you've got. Cats on Bodmin Moor, which basically are the beast of Bodmin Moor, that if they're breeding, that because cats have got to, like with any predatory animal, they've got to have their um, uh, hunting ground, what's the word I'm looking for? there? territory. Territory, thank you. Uh, that they would actually keep sort of moving out of the country, moving away from that um, and spreading across. Is that why maybe we get they, sightings I in mean, other parts of the they UK? Will...
2: Any animal will move if there's not enough prey in the area well, where yeah, they are currently. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's been sightings of big cats in Kent and Scotland. Um, so uh, do we get
1: anything in the Middle England where we are? Because um, I always find that everybody else is having think, all the exciting yeah, stuff around, I, I and we 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 don't get been ex-
2: sightings in Norfolk of big cats. But nothing. I think that's probably the closest. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be some more sort of isolated rural areas mm-hmm. where sightings are occurring, which would Make sense for sort of any sort of elusive prey trying to avoid humans?
0: Yeah. Um, you say that, we've got a few big cats.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, they're rather more like fat cats. Yeah, very fat <laughs> cats. Very fat cats.
0: I'll stick up a picture. Yeah. <laughs>
1: stick up a picture. <laughs> so let's put ourselves into the scenario that you're out walking on the moors, yes. okay? Uh, maybe you're by yourself, mm-hmm. maybe you've got a friend with you. Um,
0: well, but we can take Jack.
1: Yeah, take Jack. You, you haven't got any uh, pets with you, so you've no know, early warning system. If you suddenly came across the beast of Bodmin Moor, one of these large cats, do you, what would your advice be if you're suddenly like, oh, crap, I've walked around a corner and there's one just sitting there? Cover yourself in disinfectant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
2: back away slowly. Never run from a predator. Most of them have sort of... Is
1: this from experience? <laughs> no, no. Um, chased by an angry badger. <laughs> my, um,
2: yeah, Most guidelines, are, you know, I mean, things like wolves and that, they have... a. Yeah. something mm. runs they'll chase and, yeah. and yeah. We, you've seen a cat, well, a cat a piece cat. of
1: string yeah. 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 <laughs> maybe, maybe carry a ball of string in your pocket take to, that. Do, to, to distract <laughs> a distractor. Yeah. or just take a laser pointer oh laser <laughs> pointer
0: that would be perfect
1: especially laser at pointer. night, <laughs> night. there yeah. you go it's like quick laser pointer
0: <laughs> and maybe if you can make friends with it you can use it to target your enemies <laughs>
1: <laughs> another Jurassic attack a Jurassic World uh, reference that one yes it is um, yeah so uh, back away slowly back away slowly
2: is probably but the same
1: slowly take your camera out <laughs> video it and stick was it Rodriguez or something Rodrigo Rodrigo in, in frame don't worry it's for scale it's for scale Rodrigo stand there while I back away pocket Rodrigo <laughs> yes you just whoever you've got with you whatever your friend's name is they suddenly become Rodrigo. Yes. <laughs> oh dear! I'm definitely gonna have to find that photo. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I was gonna say it's a, it's a sort of standard joke, you know. You don't have to run fast and whatever's chasing you, just pass the guy next to you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's in the zombies. That's scenario. always in the zombies. <laughs> always make sure that you befriend people that are very unfit. Oh thank
0: you. That adds a massive flashback to our third episode of zombies. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, decoy targets. <laughs> <laughs> the benefits. We should do that. Benefits of decoy targets. Oh, brilliant! well yeah. fantastic. So, uh, are we going to round up with? Uh, so, we we have definitely got DNA.
2: Um, yeah. Um,
1: positive proof. Uh, uh, the beast yeah, apparently, exists.
2: Apparently, yep, a hundred percent. Because this is what we wanted to hear today.
1: Mm. Yeah, we wanted to hear every everything we do. Uh, we have a lot of conjecture in the subjects that we cover when it comes to yeah. cryptozoology. Mm. Yeah, and there's never any specific solid that's evidence you cannot deny but the beast of bodmin moor exists exists yep so um, now it's just a yep. case of uh, somebody getting some really good footage foot- footage of it with rodrigo <laughs> 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 hey there we go we've learned that today in the now we know show we definitely have wild big cats in the uk
0: So, that brings us to the point in the
1: podcast where we share Quote of the Week. Oh, do you know about this? No, I don't. Oh, we've switched over now. From Word of the Week to Quote of the Week. Quote of the Week. So, if you've got a quote... Could be anything. Doesn't have to be related. Yeah, doesn't have to be related. Have you got one, Buzz? Uh, I have got
0: one. Because I've got one as well. Oh,
1: right. Would you want to go first? Okay.
0: So, this is a quote from the series Truth Seekers from the episode... The Ghost of the Beast of Bodmin.
1: Ah, so it is related.
0: It's quite a long quote. What is your best guesstimate for the size of this cat? Six feet nose to tail, give or take. It's a big boy. Eat. that's a big boy. What say we head down to Cornwall and capture ourselves a big cat? Fook that! No, on video. We do it on video.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, that's alright then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there we are. That's your quote. <laughs> I mean, truth Seekers, isn't the one with um, from Nick Frost? Nick Frost. Yeah, it's yeah, a good series that was. I hope they do a season two. I, I, again, I feel as if I'm letting the side down with my quotes because I always go for right sensible quotes. Well, at yeah.
0: least at least you have quotes. My, 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 although my <laughs> so best the first ones I had.
1: Although my best quote was that one for the Daily Star, wasn't it?
0: Oh crikey! <laughs> it was oh. A bit, <laughs> Aliens spiked my muffin or something. Probably. Muffin? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: or Weetabix or something It was, like. it was food. It as was <laughs> 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 It was really bizarre. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going bizarre. I'm going, but it's kind of related. Yeah. Okay, You'll see when I okay. go. This is my quote of the week. When you find out that you can live without something, then go through the rest of your life not thinking about it. And that's a, a quote from Baloo in The Jungle Book.
0: I was going to think about I was thinking
1: <laughs> about Jungle Book earlier so it's a Weird. sensible one yeah. but it has got that kind of jungly-esque you do realise Baloo's the bear yeah he's the bear <laughs> okay. well, I, c- <laughs> I couldn't really get one for for the, for the panther What's which is name? called some Bagheera correct Bagheera. well done <laughs> yes yeah, so I, I couldn't get any quotes for him, for him but anyway Baloo there you go if you find something that you can live without then don't go through life thinking about it very well ok there yeah, job done what about you Sarah can you pull one out of the hat um, what a balloon! And balloon.
2: Um, did read something funny the other day. Go for it! Yeah, um, that'll do. Um, D- couple of tourists over in America. So in an area where there was risk of bear. Yep. Bought some bear spray and they thought that you just would spray it on like deodorant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not quite how bear spray works. No, no, they thought it was like mosquito repellent. Oh, <laughs> so oh dear. That's it, we'll spray ourselves oh and that's it, no oh bears dear. will come near us. Were they ever found? I
2: don't know but uh, oh, yes. well.
1: Well, that well, that's, that's a very humorous note to finish on. <laughs> Thank you for coming back in the oh, studio so Sarah. Been it's fantastic. been a fascinating finding about the uh, Beast of Bodmin Moor and the fact that we have got proof hmm. that it exists
0: would you like to come in again yeah definitely Yay. Yay.
1: Not, sure, not sure
2: what I'm talking about but I'm sure we'll find, a topic oh, we'll, some we'll well. find yeah. something
1: for you to come in oh you've got to come back and do witches
2: yeah I can just, I'm sure I can put
1: something we, we, we want to know all about witches I'm fascinated with um uh Pendle Hill the history of Pendle Hill and things like that so yeah the history and you've got uh, the Witchfinder General and all sorts of stuff and and relating
0: Clophill wasn't like a witch cult or something could well
1: have been this is what we can find out about so maybe maybe we'll look about uh, the history of witchcraft in the UK and the mythology and, and maybe you know how it stands today. We'll put it on the list. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks again, Sarah. <laughs> so You've been brilliant.
2: It's been fun as always.
1: If you enjoyed this podcast, please like
0: and subscribe to this channel and comment below any suggestions of topics or activities you'd like to listen to in future episodes. That's uh, a... The Beast. The Beast. The Beast of Bodmin Moor. Goodbye from Zach. Goodbye
1: from Buzz.
2: Goodbye from Sarah. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> you can find the Now We Know Show podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts. Check out the Zack Wild Productions social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit the Zack Wild Productions website at www.zackwildproductions.com. Please get in contact, we'd love to find out how you're listening to us. So get in touch in the comments and don't forget to check out Zack Wild Productions on Patreon to become an official ZWP patron today. <laughs>